back after a couple weeks of no shows because fate decided to rear its ugly head again, as it always does with Cincy Burgast. And there's a Taft's Alehouse show floating in ether somewhere that if anybody ever sees it floating around in the mysterious nether world of digital nothingness listen to it it's a good show (laughs) but we are back and this show is going to work because i have like 19 recorders running and um yeah we'll we'll figure this out we're at alexandria we're actually at alexandria brewing company after um is this like your maybe sixth appearance on the show something like that does that I, sound about right? It sounds about right, yeah. yeah. And every time, you're always just a little bit closer, and you've made a really big step here. Yeah. Um, let's, you know, before we get too far into it, let's 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 run around and everybody kind of introduce themselves so people can hear your voice, know who you are, because people are just hearing this. They're not seeing it. So uh, let's start to my left, and we'll work our way around the table here. The, the bar, the half bar. We'll talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> my name is Brad, and I'm with uh, Alexander Brewing Company. Have have you been on the show yet? I have not. No. Oh, so that's like guest one forty eight. I think that I think is your official number. Awesome. I think. Uh, my name's Andy Reynolds. I'm with Alexandria Brewing Company. My name is Jacob Heeb with uh, Hop Springs Farm. Oh, and we'll talk about that too. Um, and I'm the gnarly gnome. I guess I should. Int- I never introduce myself. Yeah. I'm the gnarly gnome. I am your guide to craft beer. Um, audio happiness. I need to come up with some kind of clever little tagline to. Uh, I am your the guy man through the voice of Cincy Craft. I guess synonymous with anonymous. Right? <laughs> I don't. Even, not even anymore. Everybody knows yeah. who I am now. You, yeah, the um, picture's out there too much. It gets out a lot. Yeah, gets tagged with my real name too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alexander Brewing Company. I guess that's a good. Well, no, that's not even a good place to start. We need to drink beer first. That's what we do on the show, and. Um, we're going to venture a little bit outside of Cincinnati for it this time. From the beer fridge. Because we might be a little bit outside of Cincinnati, depending on who you ask. Yeah. I, I consider us in there. I think uh, my rule is like 40-ish miles from Cincinnati, and I think you're, you're pretty – you're like 20 – We're not even 20. I think, I think we're right at – I think it's like 19, if that. That's, that's definitely Cincinnati in my book. Yeah. But the beer we're drinking is not. Um, let's let's tell everybody what we've got. I don't know what uh, what year this is. I don't know. Twenty seventeen. It's twenty seventeen Dark Lord. I have to confess that I have never had any Dark Lord before, and I've heard lots of different conflicting things about it. Um, well, it, it went from so I'm a big fan of Three Floyds in general, and they're uh, part of the reason I got into brewing. I, I think so. Uh, I got back from, you know, from overseas in uh, 08, and we redeployed into uh, Indiana. And back then, you know, it wasn't, the craft beer scene wasn't what it is now. Uh, there was a liquor store right off right off post, and uh, we got, I, I can specifically remember getting a lot of Dark Horse, Three Floyds, and uh, uh dogfish head and i had dogfish head 120 and back then that was kind of a fine but this place had tons of it um and then three floyds was you know just kind of mind-blowing to me just 
the amount of hops that they used. I never had anything that was that was that crazy. You know, and 120 is a very hoppy beer, and so is 90 minute, but not not that whole just crazy hop burst that you know Dreadnought has or anything like that. So ever right. since then, I've gone to Dark Lord Day every year. Um, in the past couple of years, I've been invited as a brewer just because I've got friends that from Seabull that that work there or know people there and either they have beers there or I actually, I don't think I've got a friend who works there anymore, but I think that their beers are there or something and they get brewer passes. So I wind up getting invited for that. So it's nice. So what is, what is your opinion on this beer? So I'd say from 2000, I had 2007, 2008, about to 20, 2012, I think that was probably one of the best stouts out there. Then it got over the top sweet, and now I think they're starting to tone that back down. Um, this is toned back down. <laughs> it, it, it's really sweet, still. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it's it's. They always say let it sit for about four to five years, and then it really it really gets good. Um, this past year, I had a, somebody shared a 2004 with me, and that was. I've never seen beer like disintegrating in a cup, like to where it's just like you could see like droplets of different things, um, and that did it. But it was it was phenomenal, just the taste of it, the look of it, not so much. You know, there was barely if any kind of carbonation to it, but yeah, I don't know. And the variants are always just really good. Now, what I like about Dark Lord is you can find almost any flavor you're looking for in it. Um, you know, I I always get notes of soy sauce. I get chocolate i get coffee i mean you can get the hop if you're looking hard enough for it it's vanilla it's I'm, all in I'm there i'm curious as it warms up a little bit if i get something else besides that just over the top sweetness that, yeah you know I, I i guess in my head i was expecting something um way way roastier way um well to, to get it up to what it's at an 18 point five percent i believe and to get it that high i mean it's got to get kind of sweet too it's got molasses in it you know you get you get a lot of that you get a black licorice you know all that kind of i don't know no it's good (laughs) there's a lot of people that say it's overrated i I don't believe it's overrated it it just is what it is and it's if you're i don't even know how to say it i mean if you're if you're one of the people that are that are seeking it out just to say you had it, you're part of the reason it's overrated, you know? Well, and I, I wonder if that plays into it, too, the, the the hype behind it, and you hear people hunting it down and lining up, you know, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. If then you have something in your head because of that, when you actually do get to try it, I, I don't know. I, I'd probably it's say good, that that, but... I, I'd probably say that that's a big part of it, too, is that there is a huge hype behind it. Now, personally, I preferred the variants. I, the best one, and I still probably say it's the best beer I've ever had, was their uh, the Brandy Barrel Vanilla Bean aged variant of it. It was just, it was phenomenal. And I think the oak does something that just takes that takes that sweetness off a little bit and makes it a solid, a little bit more. It's definitely good. We'll we'll try a few more things as the show goes on here, and we uh, we get rolling. We've got some other local stuff too. So um, let's talk about alexandria let's (laughs) let's talk about the journey so far um this idea started when (laughs) 2011 2011 that's when i formed my llc it started in 2009 i guess so i formed the llc in, in 2011 um 
And the whole hope at that point was that I was going to kind of do either, you know, like a bigger, bigger home-sized homebrew system or do converted dairy equipment um, and just keep it small, under three barrel is kind of what I was thinking. Um, and back then, I kind of think I might have been able to get away with it a little bit easier, too, um, in, in terms of, you know, really small uh, out here. Now, a lot changed since then. I, I had, <laughs> I had, well, what stopped me the first time was, is I, I had chronic pancreatitis. I got diagnosed with that. Um, and I'm like falling this weird category of, of 2% of people who have it, that they can't figure out what it is. Um, most of my doctors believe it's something, some exposure issue from, from overseas. Um, so it limits my alcohol intake now. So I don't drink near as much as and, and I never drank that much in the first place, but now I really don't drink that right. much. Um, I do make exceptions for certain events like, you know, beer festivals and things like that. But Big sis release parties. Yeah, big sis release parties. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, that happened, and I, I never thought the brewery was going to happen. And uh, I guess what, 2013, 2014, I, uh, I don't know, I, I, I wasn't even working. Um, my, uh, my wife kind of forced me into Wounded Warrior Project because she was just sick of me laying on the couch. I, I was, you know, VA was over-prescribing me on pain meds, um, and I just kind of had to do something. So Wounded Warrior Project sent me to something called Project Odyssey, which is just a weekend retreat. It's closer to a week retreat. Um, is it four days? doesn't matter. Anyways, it, it's all about setting personal goals and just trying to break your routine. Because like, I've also diagnosed with PTSD. And I had a TBI because I got hit with an IED over, over in Iraq. Um, so... I'm getting too much in depth than I really want to go here. But, um, yeah, it, it just kind of broke me of this, of this routine. And, and, you know, it doesn't really have a high success rate because there's a lot of people that are stuck with what they're doing. And, and for me, it, it just I, – I needed something, and it was the kick in the butt I needed to get off the couch and start working on something. And uh, I wasn't planning on working on the brewery. I was just planning on working on going to Siebel, and that was my goal. So I set that goal, and I accomplished it. Then I was like, well, what's going to be my next goal? And I've, I've always just been moving forward since then. Well, when the so. timing works out really well with when things in Cincinnati were, were changing immensely from, if you look at what 2011 it looked like here in town to where it looked like in 2014, right? it's, it's night and day. But as seems to be the theme with you... <laughs> Everything seems to just every roadblock that can possibly get thrown in your way has come. Yeah. <laughs> so far, knock on wood. So far, every roadblock that it can possibly come. Um, you guys had a successful Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> what was when was it? May? Does that sound right? For when the was, Kickstarter? Yeah. When was the Kickstarter? Uh, the successful one was in September okay. of last year. Um, so it ended in. Ended in November, right? Sounds right. Yep. And you guys had the full idea that everything would kind of come together then pretty quickly after that, right? Well, it, it kind of started to. I mean, we, right. we had some contacts from people that were interested in investing at that point. Um, and then people kind of backed away a little bit. Um, 
you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know, there's, a, there's always a lot of momentum after something like that. But we did get some solid investors. But then it was finding a spot. We found a spot. Then it was issues with the bank. And, um, you know, and, and it, it's kind of, well, we financed. We, you kind of got to deal with a smaller bank when you're a new business is, is kind of what we found out the hard way. Um, well, then, I, I don't know how into kind of the details on starting a brewery we i don't i don't know if that makes the most sense as the show for people because there there obviously is a lot of people that are going to be in that same boat in the coming years that may not understand what they're getting into um well there's there's banks that may have an idea in their head of what this project is supposed to look like and may not be able to um understand kind of the vision of something that's you know this brewery project here in alexandria it's a seven barrel system five five sorry is is very different than a 15 or 20 barrel system that's smack dab in the middle of cincinnati or so you know, it, it right and i think that I, there's there there probably is a whole show there talking about kind of that that process and that well well like the big thing too is that we were and and I've talked about this on your show before too it's kind of more of we kept getting compared to with our original bank we kept getting compared to 50 west and you know I I don't think I've ever called them by name but it, it doesn't really matter it, you know they have a lot more overhead than we're we're going to have because we're not opening we're going to try to sublet a restaurant, but we're not opening our own restaurant. We don't have that weight staff. We're not going to carry all that over us. So they kept saying, well, your numbers are looking a little bit a little bit too good compared. And they're talking percentages-wise, not dollar-wise, because we're not going to open up with 50 West numbers, obviously. Um, but your percentages, you know, it's looking like you have, uh, you're, you're showing too much of a profit margin here. How is that possible? We, we just refinanced 50 West. This is This is ridiculous. So, you know, after our 10th time of lying about what our numbers are going to look like when, you know, we know that just from numbers you get from the Brewers Association that this is no way, you know, possible, then we said, well, we're going to go to another bank. And everybody, you know, friends in the industry just kind of said, you should start with a smaller local bank. They're going to be the ones to deal with. And and that's kind of where we went. And then the other hiccup is, is that these smaller local banks are kind of getting tapped out as other breweries Right. come about and oh we just dealt with this project we just dealt with this project we've got two other breweries under our belt right now we're tapped out on breweries we don't want to take the more we don't want to take the more risk so it was just finding the right bank that would work with us and and at the end of the day we we kind of wound up with a larger bank but they're just trying to get a foothold in the cincinnati area they jumped through hoops to get us to where we are so we're here so <laughs> you get all the bank issues worked out and then <laughs> the space. So well, then, then you have a, a great space that you had been looking at for a really long time. Everything was falling into place. And basically at the last minute you walk onto the property and there's some brush that was cut down. And all of a sudden you realize that there's a septic system that nobody told you was there. Right. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't. And I mean, it makes it sound like an idiot too, but, but it wasn't, it wasn't on the MLS disclosure right. sheet, which is, you know, the realtor disclosure sheet and our, our realtor was flipping through it. She's like, it's not on here. It's not on here. And, um, I mean, it was a big thing of ornamental grass that they had at the end of their driveway. So 
you know, we planned on trimming it down anyways, but it's a good thing they did it because we would have never seen it. Right. Um, and the listing agent basically just says, well, we plan anybody that came in here would knock down the house anyways. Now, what's kind of fishy about that is the house on the website, and you can still look at it right now, shows pictures of the inside of the house, shows pictures of the basement, shows pictures of every room. So they're advertising the house. Right. Um, so we wound up getting quotes on running sewer to it versus buying a commercial-grade septic system, and it just... So you could have either stuck with that one and not had a brew system? <laughs> or... Not had anything. It just would have had, just would have had a house. It's a uh, done it with my BYOB party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think works out for... I mean, I, obviously I didn't see kind of the idea of what that place could be, but I, I can't imagine that it didn't work out for the better seeing what the space here is. Um, still in Alexandria. Right. Still right... Prime location, right off of 27. We're, um, we're literally half mile, if that, down from where we were looking. Um, and this is where what we would have expanded to, I mean, building this size. And, and it's nice to start out. It gives us plenty of room to grow. Um, the, the issue is is that it's, you know, it, it's a lease payment. We don't own it. Right. So any work that we do to it is... You know, it, it's good and bad. I mean, anybody who gets into to business and, and your tax write-offs that you get for lease and anything like that, I'm getting too technical when it comes to it, but, you know, you wind up, there's a good benefit to leasing. But there's also, uh, comes with, if we ever decide to move, if we ever need to get a bigger space, then it then it gets kind of, well, we did all this work right. to this place, and now we've got to rip it all out fix some of the holes we put in the ceiling and the walls for our glycol and for our uh, our walk-ins and everything else and then you know we also have to step up the electric in here and, and everything else so this is a big space though yeah it's realistically <laughs> speaking i not that you guys won't ever get to that size to where this is too cramped but it'll be a little while and <laughs> <laughs> i you know I, I i don't know what the overall um, vision for for what Alexandria becomes ten years down the road, twenty years down the road. Um, I don't know if you really know what that is quite yet, um, but you guys, you guys will be here for a while. Yeah, well, we never hope to be like the next fifty thousand barrel brew house or anything like that. You know, we just want to grow organically and see where it takes us, right. and that, that's kind of the mission. You know, um, if it happens, it happens. That's great. But that's not that's not my goal. My goal is to just grow as as our market grows. So let's try to paint a picture of what the space looks like, um, or what the space will look like for people when they when they walk in. It's an old gymnastics building, basically. So it's, it's well, it was a car dealership first. So we're in the uh, service area for okay. the car for the car dealership. That makes a little more sense too, with with the the front and everything. The yeah. the uh, I guess strip mall esque kind of places in the front, which um, should be noted too. There's a caterer, a bakery, a pizza place, <laughs> and there was something else too, like right there. Oh, the bakery's really good. <laughs> it's a consignment shop. There's a salon and uh, a nail a nail spa, or what is, I guess that's what you call it, a spa. So you nail can spa. you can. Drop your, you your non-beer <laughs> drinking like husband or wife at the nail salon <laughs> yeah. and come and get, have a get beer. Get a mani petty, <laughs> and then you can come over here and have a beer. Um, but so it's a it's it's a it's a warehouse space, but it's not a completely 
empty warehouse space either. There is kind of a office block in the middle, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> that is the best um, way to put it. The bar will kind of wrap a little bit around that. Um, the front space when you walk in the door, I guess the main tap room area, you'll have some TVs, some seating, a subletted restaurant like you talked about just a second ago. Um, there will be a private event room upstairs. Yeah. Backspace will be the brewery and then some kind of overflow um, more. Um, yeah, we'll probably have the loud, or the louder like seating, I guess is yeah. the way to put it. That's probably the best one. Um, but <coughs> big space, you said it was somewhere around... 8,000 feet on the main floor, not including the uh, event yeah, space upstairs. Yeah, that's, that's about right. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a big space. It's uh, with a with a five-barrel system going in, it's not going to it's not gonna look too full right off the bat, which I think uh, is a good thing. But it'll fill in pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have kind of the... Um, the lot of tank method, I guess. Like you want lots of tanks, lots of different beers, lots right. of variety, kind of on tap. Um, let's let, well, yeah, let's talk about that before we don't have to go to a break yet. Let's let's talk okay. about kind of what types of things you want to put on tap here. I know that kind of the standard answer when somebody comes into an area of town that doesn't necessarily have a ton of ton of craft beer, they talk a lot about light beers and gateway beers and things like that and. It, <laughs> always drives me nuts so don't don't tell me you're making gateway beers <laughs> well we're uh <coughs> we are going to have a lighter berliner vice i mean and and i think you've you might have tried that at my house before i, I can't possible. remember um and that's and we'll probably do i mean and i'm not saying gateway beers or anything like that but we'll probably wind up doing uh um something like uh a Pilsner or a regular lager that'll be on. And, and I'm hoping to get a 15-barrel tank. I'm going to have six five-barrel tanks, and I'm hoping to buy, by the time we open, a, a find a used 15-barrel tank because I don't have a new one in my budget right now. Um, but And that would be mainly just for lagering, just because they, they take so long. Um, but then on, on that, everything else is nothing like that. I mean, I think our weakest beer is probably 6% after that. Now, I don't know if that's the best strategy, but it's what I like to drink. And, um, you know, it'll start with uh, our flagships, our Belgian Wit, uh, Belgian Quad, and uh, Belgian Triple, and uh, Berliner Weiss. So we'll have uh, as regular as possible a white IPA on. And that's just mainly due to Citra. There's there's a, I don't even want to say it's a shortage anymore, but the hop contracts on it. I'm not guaranteed a contract, but most suppliers have it right now. So it shouldn't be a problem. I'm just... I don't want to make it a flagship if I can't make it right. all the time. Um, but then we'll also have a rotating seasonal all the time. Um, tend to be uh, an IPA or an IPA variant. We'll also have some special, uh, what do you call it, annual releases. Uh, we've got a barrel-aged beer that we're going to do called Brothers in Arms. And main point of that is just to donate all the profits to charity for that one, uh, veteran-based charities. And uh, so barrel age, like it's big stout kind of. Yeah, it's I think it winds up closer to about 13 percent when it's done in the barrel. I'm hoping and this is going to I guess that was your show at um, at Streetside. Uh, we're going to have just for the first for the opening ever after that, I'm going to start blending. But at opening, I am going to have an Elmer T. Lee barrel and uh, it's a Knob Creek 15. Um, I think it's I can't remember if it was just made for Debs or if it was just their barrel. 
Um, but it's it's a 15 year Knob Creek. So we so you can try them side by yeah, side. Yeah, we we talked a little bit. If if anybody is just listening to the show for the first time, um, but we talked last episode. I think it was the last episode. It all kind of blends together after a little while. But we talked about barrel aged beers and and the differences that different barrels can kind of impart to those beers and how most of the time when you get a barrel aged beer, it's already gone through this whole process of tasting with the uh, the brewers and been blended or, or, or the best barrels have been picked or whatever it is. And to be able to taste that difference from barrel to barrel in, in a beer, I think, is something that people don't often get an opportunity to do as a drinker. So um, that'll be fun. Uh, the, the issue <laughs> with that, though, is that it is... You know, it's a 55-gallon barrel, so right. when it's gone, it's gone. Right. Um, but, yeah, we hope they have those ready for opening. Um, I don't know. I, I'm all over the place. Oh, with, well, I mean, you, you kind of know. I, I'm all over the place with my brewing. And and that's, you know, I know that you have kind of a, an extreme love for traditional styles. Not that that's all that you brew, but um, – when you do brew something traditional, I know that you like to do it the right way and you're a big stickler for doing it the way it's supposed to be doing and sticking to um, yeah. what it's supposed to be, I guess, quote unquote. That kind of gets me in trouble. Though, too. <laughs> well, I, I do like bl- I like merging the lines on styles or like or like going over a little bit. But that's that kind of comes more in the malts I use or the hops I use. But I, I do like when it comes to my brewing chemistry and my water chemistry and when it comes to uh, the process behind it, like when it comes to decoction or what have you, I'm, I'm a stickler for that. So if it comes to a German style, maybe I overhop it, but I'm still going to decoct it. If, if that makes sense. I, I mean, decoction, I no, it doesn't make sense, but <laughs> it <doesn't. laughs> it's been explained to me hundreds of times. And I think you take like a bunch of beer and you boil it when you're not supposed to boil it. And then you put it in, in the beginning and, well, then you mix things and so the way that we did big sis is kind of the way that we're going to do any anything here do it just it makes more sense unless you have a flow meter and that's got to be a high temperature well, the way, flow meter the way that I did big sis I show yeah. up and I yeah. start drinking beer at like 9am <laughs> and sometimes somebody says hey, hey hand man, me that you, you pull the lever <laughs> hey pull that and that's that's decoction for me <laughs> but but so, so what you do is you you mash in um, a I'm third a of it good brewer you, you are man <laughs> You're being too hard on yourself. <laughs> um, no, you, you, you mash in a third of your total mash bill, and, and really you gotta, you got to calculate out because it's roughly a third. You've got to really calculate out what it's going to be ahead of time. Um, and you, you mash in, bring it to protein rest, let it sit at protein rest, and then instead of going to sacrification, you bring it over to... Yeah, see, protein rest, sacrification, I'm already okay, well, I'm gone. Protein, <laughs> protein rest is 100, roughly 126 degrees Fahrenheit. So you normally what you're doing there is you're breaking you're you're releasing protein into the beer. Um, so instead of going and then going to sacrification is your main rest and and your mashing. So sacrification, depending on what temperature you're going with, is anywhere between I don't know 152 to 156. We'll say. Um, so instead of going raising it once you hit that protein rest, you set a protein rest however long you want that protein to be. And then you bring it right over to boil kettle and bring that up to boiling. Then, while it's at boiling, at some point, or once it starts reaching boiling, at some point you mash in your other two-thirds. And you bring that to... In a separate vessel. In a separate vessel. And you bring that to your protein rest. You get that to protein and you start blending the two together. 
So they hit the 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 idea is the temperature of the boiling mash when you bring it all back over is going to bring you to that sacrification temperature. And it's also caramelizing some stuff in there. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah. It's it's kind of the uh, the idea is, is is it gives it. I think it takes some of the sweetness away because if you do. If you do just a single-step lager, I think it's over-the-top sweet. And if you do a step infusion lager, now this is just me being picky, too. Um, I think that it's it's not as sweet, but I can definitely tell a difference. I think it's still a little bit more sweet than if you do decoction. I think decoction, for some reason, takes that, like... I would be it's curious. almost like a syrup, syrupy type. And again, this is one of those things I want to try it side by side. Yeah, I want to try the same beer kinda, done a couple different ways and see what the difference really is. I'm, I'm hoping to partner with, with somebody to do a lager, and they do it their way on their system, and I do it decocting it, and we figure out what the difference is and right. see if we can actually taste something. Well, and, and you know, to throw the, the plug out there, too, Big Sis is coming up, and Big Sis is one of those recipes that I think would play really well to some things like that if... We could get a couple of breweries to brew their version of it, basically. You know, it's well. That was the original plan real, with it, anyways. I mean, that, a lot of that original was, plans with it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we're we're planning on we're planning on next year if if we can. We're planning on taking it. Um, I kind of talked to Evan about it when we were planning this year's, and this is when I was just in the tap room for a Kentucky Guild of Brewers meeting and. We kind of discussed it a little bit, and I just said, you know, next year, if if I'm at that point and I'm able to put it in my production schedule, I, I'd love to do it. And he seemed cool with it, so. Let's take a break. I want to talk, after we get back, kind of about the Cincinnati kind of beer community and, and, and how kind of some of that has changed and um, where you guys kind of sit and all that, too. So uh, let's take a quick break, and we need another bottle of beer, um, something local. All right. We'll be right back. Cincy Brewcast, Cincy Nerdcast, um, <laughs> Brewing Nerds United, <laughs> the voice of Cincy Craft. Um, I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, "Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap." But I, <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, 8 Ball, Braxton, and more. At just 5 bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across southwest Ohio and northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. 
Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamel Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Anybody who is a regular listener can obviously tell that I still have not changed out the music coming back from commercial. You know, I could actually just like pretend that it's upbeat music and change it like this week and then just swap it out post-production and nobody would even know the difference, but where's the fun in that? So we are... I always like recap what's happening like it's radio and it's like nobody's coming in live like if, if you're listening right now you've probably been listening so I guess I don't really need to tell you that we're at Alexandria Brewing Company in Alexandria Kentucky um no longer drinking Dark Lord we will yeah there, there is still Dark Lord coming moving around but I've moved on to I guess the Dark Lord of the Queen City the Dark Charge I don't know if they are like openly admitting, yeah, we, we want our own Dark Lord, so that's why we, we, we do this beer, and that's why we named it the way we do, and we have a release day, and it's, um, this is the, I can't remember, I don't know what, the, the, it's the Mole version, but I know that they don't actually call it the Mole, because I, I don't think you can, because there's some kind of copyright thing, or trademark, or, um, bourbon barrel-aged with ancho chilies, vanilla, cinnamon, and cocoa from Braxton. I haven't had this one in a while. Mmm, cocoa. I did not like this one when I tried it the day of the release. And maybe like a month later, somebody cracked open a bottle and I liked it then. And I'm anticipating I'm going to like it now. Somebody else talk about something while I drink my beer. What's this? That's that. That's Dark Charge. Is that for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. <laughs> <coughs> I got something we can talk about while you're drinking your beer. Because you want to talk about the Cincinnati. That's good. You want to talk about the Cincinnati beer scene. I do. What's going on with you and Jesse Folk? <laughs> I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> Why are you going to do that? At punch out. Oh. <laughs> um, what is going on with me and Jesse Folk? I don't know. So 
Jesse Folk is uh, one half of, I guess, Brewmines now, Cincinnati <laughs> Weekend, Channel 19, used to be Channel 9. I don't, I, I don't know. He just doesn't like me. I, I, don't, I, I piss people off for some reason. I don't know how you make anybody <laughs> mad. I, he, uh, he was my first that I'm aware of, of somebody that blocked me on Twitter. And man, I, I miss the little guy. <laughs> <laughs> Your face when you said that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if he's having some kind of breakdown or what. But <laughs> well, I, I don't. You know, I, I've only met him a handful of times, and I've never. I, I don't have a bad thing to say about him, but you know, I, I don't know what's going on with you guys. But I think you guys just need to <laughs> shake hands and make. Make, be friends. Uh, no, I mean we're gonna like hit each other. Really? Is this official? Um, I yeah. I mean he 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 agreed to it. So, Bobby from Fifty West has been bugging me about it for a long time, and he's because I I guess from from what I hear, sometimes if you catch Jesse at a tap room hanging out drinking beers, he likes to talk lots of shit about me. Um, <laughs> and so I guess the word gets around that he doesn't like me. So. It, it started getting some esteem and, you know, Bobby, his what? boxing promoting self that he does now. I, I did see uh, his survey about what he considers or what does the city, what is, is it GCBS? Greater, Greater Cincinnati, Cincinnati Craft Shit Show. Great, great. That's not, that's not, that's not, call it, that's not call it that. <laughs> I, I can call it that. No, you, you can. I'm a, I'm a member of it, though. And I, I'm, you no, know, I'm a member, just, too. They're just people that promoting promoting Cincinnati beer. But No, they're not just that, though. This is And this is what I want to talk about. This is the, the shift that's happening as... And I, I know that this is putting you in a terrible spot because you're a new brewery opening up and you don't want people to... Um, to, to to turn on on what you're doing because they don't they don't think you support them or so I I get it this is this is this is my opinion the opinion of the gnome that um, you are free to hate and block on Twitter I don't think it's just a group of people looking to promote something in Cincinnati I think that it's shifting into this other realm now as craft beer becomes more popular and it will do this and I get that. But there are just some people that are shitheads and and exist to shit on things. Well, there, there's always going to be a group of that, but you got to look at it as it's what forty five hundred people or something like that. How many of those people are really active on there? Well, that, that's what I'm getting at, though. I mean, there's certain people that probably get on there. They they just read about local news. They might read they might read the gnarlygnome.com when you post something on there. They might read uh, they might read Brewmind stuff. They might go and check out Cincy Beer Cast when it, or Brewcast when it comes out for some reason. I, I've got beer on my mind, maybe because I'm drinking it. <laughs> um, but but you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's Some people are just in it for that. They're not in it to be to be the negativity that comes out of that. Now, I, I did read when Jesse posted something about when did it become okay? I can't remember what he said. It's when did it not be okay to make a negative comment? And what I have to say to that, and, and this is just me being... And Andy here um, is that, you know, I, I think constructive criticism is kind of more of the way to go. And if you dislike a beer, there's nothing wrong with disliking the beer. But instead of shitting all over it, give reasons why you don't why you don't like it. Like, hey, I got too much diacetyl in it or I got, you know, and well, you don't even, even have to describe. I don't like it. If, if, you, if there is a beer that you just don't like, it's it's OK to say yeah, it's not my or a brewery even like oh, I just don't you know, I don't like it that much. And. It's not my 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 spot, you know. Like, and that's okay. 
But just to shit on things, just to shit on things, I think is... Well, I, I kind of think that's the whole attitude of, of a lot of social media in general. And, and I'm not... And I'm, I, I think it just kind of... I don't know, man. I don't want to get into it because, again, you know, I support what they do, and I like what the, what, what that whole Facebook group's about in general. Um, but you know, when they do the drain pours and stuff like that, you know, posting that shit shit on the internet is just kind of they're doing it for the likes. I mean, yeah, it's, right. it's a show. It's it's not good, in my opinion. If you have something you don't like, just explain why. You don't have to There's, have a big production about it to get extra likes and shares. There, there's also a whole side of that group of suppressing certain certain people from from posting things because they may not like them or closing down or deleting a post that disagrees with something that you feel and like there's 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 a whole other side to it that that is the shit show side to me this is like a christmas beer <laughs> it's I good love right beer, yeah <laughs> this is good it's like an oatmeal cookie kind of with like a little bit of cinnamon in it was it's that like, like a clever segue to stop no no I, i'm not trying to do that i, I mean i'm the one who kind of asked asked about this i was just asking about it's, you and it, you and jesse and the, the bigger question i think that that i want to understand you know i i get that that jesse's going to be a little bit of a shithead <laughs> and tom aguero is going to be a little bit of a shithead because that's that's who they are and that's okay um but i guess the question to me is like how does that factor into this overall community or you know do the shitheads start coming out more as craft beer gets bigger and bigger and as um i I don't know man it's more normal i guess i've been kind of uh so what in 09 i guess i joined rate beer and you want to talk it's about a great example of a place that some of the shitheads kind of come out. Well, you want to, I mean, that, that's, and I, I'd probably say I was one of the shitheads for a while on that, but just because I, you know, when I gave a beer negative review, I was kind of, it was like a scathing review a lot of times. And, you know, I guess I kind of grew in my maturity too, about like, how do you get more? And I shouldn't necessarily say that because when I drank a little bit too much, it would just kind of, I would write words, 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 words <laughs> until I filled up my character limit on it because <laughs> You know, I think you hit a point. And, and again, this is me getting on. I might be getting on a little bit of a soapbox here, but I think you, get, I think you hit this point with, uh, with rape beer and, and why I liked rape beer in the first place over um, uh, untapped or anything else is because it, it kind of forces you to be critical of beer because you have to rate this shit, right? right? But then after you hit about 500 ratings, it's like, God, do I have to keep writing this shit? <coughs> well, so, and do we always need to be critical of beer? Well, and I agree with that statement, too, because I think you could just sit there and enjoy a beer and not have to be critical on it. But I think it's it's a hobby for people to be critical. And I think that that was with me. Right. Every time I went and enjoyed a new beer, it was something that, that I loved doing. I loved taking notes on it. I loved finding the, the imperfections. I loved finding the perfections. I loved finding these little nuances that other people might not even recognize. You know, there's like, oh, this just tastes like some good beer. And I'm like, well, you know, are you guys getting this, like, pine needle are you getting this spruce are you getting this and they're like what the fuck i'm not getting any of that (laughs) shit in that beer you know well let me let me use like a relevant example here like you know dark lord i get the impression you liked that dark lord right i didn't really like it all that that's fine and at the same time if somebody sits down and wants to hang out and drink a dark i'll I'll drink it again sure you know I, i i enjoyed it because i enjoy hanging out and drinking beer and trying new things and it it's an experience beer is not just what's in your glass there's something else that goes along with it that 
I think sometimes people forget about <laughs> or just don't I don't understand, don't care about. I, I don't cops. know what it is. Jake? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel bad. He's just sitting there all quiet. Oh, like, it's all right. I'm just, just waiting my turn here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I, I guess I guess my whole point with it is is that um, I don't know. You know, I, I think constructive criticism is kind of and, and maybe this is just me getting older, um, and and having kids and you know realizing that you know if you just sit there and say no, that's not the way to do it. It doesn't change anything. You've got to explain what you saw wrong in it. You got to. It, it, it works at my house right now. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not just beer, though. I mean, when was the last time you saw somebody write something simple like the Bengals were great today? Andy Dalton really did well. It's always like, fuck those guys. They need to be sold. Like, it's in all walks of life. It's just people are just negative and. Well, it's, I, I think that's what comes out on social media in general because there's there's somewhat of. You're doing it from your couch. You're, you're, you've got this an- somewhat anonymity, even though you're, even though you're, um, you know, you, you, on Facebook, people obviously know who you are, but you know, on Twitter, it's so anonymous. It's as like in your car too. when you cut somebody off because you feel like you're in your own little world, and right. realizing that it is affecting everybody else around you and everybody is looking at you. <laughs> right. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Who, who is this Jesse guy? Like, I, I, know, oh, he, he, I have no clue who this guy is, but I don't like him now. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, he's another beer blogger in town, and I know yeah. he probably gets pissed off when I call him a blogger, so I'm going to keep doing it. He, uh, he's a journalist. Um, well, so is Brad. <laughs> well, <That's right>. <laughs> according, <laughs> according to Jesse, I'm a journalist too, but um, he just takes things very seriously. Is he part of like a, a group on Facebook? That's it. That he yeah, runs there's there's a large Facebook group in Cincinnati called GCCBSSQTLA. Greater Greater Cincinnati Craft Beer Society. Yeah, that. Okay, so he, so he's just a very vocal member of that group. That yes, like. he, he's one of the he's one of the admins for that group. Okay, if I remember right. Yes. Him, Tom, Cat. I don't think Tom is an admin there. He's not. I I I, I know Cat is. Um, Chris Nasimeno. Yeah, Chris is. Eric Smith. Eric is. That's who I was thinking of instead of Tom. And there's, and th- there's aren't two. There's easy, those guys aren't guys that you get confused. But for some reason, I got them confused. So, <laughs> but it's just it's, sorry, Eric. Sorry, it's, Tom. It's a place <laughs> online that enables a lot of people to express their opinions, good and bad, about sure. everything in well, Cincinnati it, craft. And I'm going to say a lot of times it's. A guy gets on there, hey, it's Tuesday night, what are you all drinking? And they post a picture of the beer they're drinking, and then all these other people post what they're drinking. And I think that's awesome. That's great community spirit right there. Or beer. local stores will get on and say, hey, here's what we got into to tap this <laughs> week, or here's this event that we've got going on. It's great stuff. And then there's the post that says, hey, Alexander Brewing Company sucks. Because their walls are red, white, and blue, and it's ugly, and that place sucks. <laughs> hey, we're painting. We're painting <laughs> these walls. How dare this you? Is a, this is a gymnastic <laughs> studio, okay? But those are the types of posts that then will explode and then turn into a three-day rant of well, then people. There's, then there's people, don't you like America? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most patriotic place in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and it starts, it starts this huge negativity thing, like, I think anybody that don't like America needs to get out of this group, <laughs> and and it's it's it, it feeds in and it feeds the whole social issues that don't that doesn't even belong with what beer you're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get a lot of shit as a blogger because I don't 
well, I guess I can't say I don't always post. I don't post bad things because I, I will post bad things if they need posted. But you um, rarely post anything very, negative. Very rarely is something negative going to get posted on my site because I just <coughs> I don't think you need somebody telling you what they don't like about something. Sure. I don't think that is going to further anything. I think if if you walk into a brewery and you try something you're going to know if you don't like it and why you don't like it. I will encourage people to get more educated so they can figure out why they don't like things, but I want everybody to try everything. I don't care if you've been to a brewery once or 40 times and don't like it. I want you to go back and try it again Yeah, and see if you still don't like it. Yeah, well, it's, it's all about the experience. I mean, you just go and see what's out there, try something new. And if you don't like something, like you said, just kind of, Turn it back a little bit. Be a little bit more constructive, if anything. Right. They don't have to be, you know, a dick about it. Well, and then people are always improving, too. And and that's one thing that a lot of the general public doesn't doesn't realize is you get a new piece of equipment. It's going to throw your it's going to throw your whole brewing practice out of whack for a couple a couple turns of that recipe. Or you get a it's just weird the way brewing is. I mean, you know, when I open, I I know my recipes aren't going to line up the way that they do on my pilot system so it's going to take me you know a couple of tries to get it perfect but when i open it's going to be the beers we open with and if people like them then i'm going to be well they're going to get better and i'm going to be overcritical on myself but that's that's my place to do it too but you know i I guess what i'm getting at with this whole thing is that there's 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 the right way and the wrong way to to critique somebody and i kind of think you know if you if you take a sip of something and you say hey i'm tasting canned corn that that's a flaw it's dms but you don't have to know that that's could be it could be something you're intending yeah well that could be too like rolling rock does it on purpose you know but you don't you don't necessarily if you're if you're getting that it's good to point that out because that actually helps the brewers improve their processes too now if you're not but even if like if you're just going this beer tastes like shit and you don't explain why then, then you're not doing any. You're not, you're not being. A, what am I trying to say here? A contributing member of society. You're not helping anything. <laughs> you're not. You're not bettering anything. But, uh, on that point, though. Sorry. There's also a big I difference. Get off my soapbox no, there's here. a big difference between sitting down in a tap room at a bar, especially a place like this. As it opens up, you're going to see Andy here. He's going to be hanging out. Probably behind the bar, washing glasses. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and there's a big difference between talking to him and saying, hey, you know, this this beer, I here's what I'm tasting. Like, why is this like this? Or is this what it's supposed to be? Or it, what am I tasting? And getting on GCCBQLMBX uh, beer group and saying, Alexander Brewing Company sucks because I had this beer and I didn't like it. Like, there's a huge difference between those two things. See, what I think about is, is when, you had, um, when you had Brett on your show, and he was reading the comments over the, uh, the pickle. Oh, stay the tuned. Pickle. Stay tuned. There's some fun stuff coming. And uh, when, when he was doing that, on, uh, was that untapped? Was that what he was reading it on? Mean untapped reviews. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. That's right, yeah. and, and he was like, uh, it's like, this tastes like pickles and beer. <laughs> and I hate pickles and beer. It's like... Well, why the fuck are you drinking that in the first place, you know? But in a tap room, that's okay. If you sit down at a bar and you see a beer on the board and it says, this is a pickle goza, and you're like, really? 
I don't like pickles and I don't really like beer. Can I try that? And you try it and you're like, oh man, I don't like that because it tastes like pickles and beer. Everybody will be like, oh yeah, <laughs> all right, you know, and kind of laugh about it and everybody will kind of get a kick out of it and you'll make faces and you'll finish your little sample and then it's done. And that criticism is there and it's being digested in the way it's supposed to be digested. Right. But getting online, you, you blow it up online, that. and it's it's a whole different kind of yeah. It's, like, it's premeditated. I mean, it's, you're, when you're it's you're a different. It, it, it it permeates differently throughout the community, and I just don't. I don't think we need it. I don't. I don't know, man. It it's sometimes people need to realize too that there are just different tastes. Like um, there was a certain spiced beer locally that I had that I thought I'm probably not going to like this. I tried it. For me, it was not drinkable, but I'm not going to give it a bad rating because. Well, it just wasn't. For this me. beer's a great example of it. The first time mm-hmm. I tried it, I didn't like it. I <laughs> thought that there was there was too much heat to it, and I just I it covered up all the stout properties that I like. I like it now. It's it's aged well. Yeah, I'm not going to. It's one of Western's favorite beers. Glad oh. I didn't give it a bad yeah. rating. You know, like it's yeah that um that one's a rough one to drink though. Period. I, I always <laughs> think so, but but Eric loves that beer. So yep. He's going to be listening to this like, those motherfuckers talking about me <laughs> on the radio or on the podcast. Um, yeah, we, we were just talking about that. What? what were you talking about that, Mike? When, when Was that Sunday? Two Sunday. days ago. Yeah. yeah, Sunday. God, it's all blending together right now. You can't talk to people off mic that people don't know. He's all right. He can nod his head. <laughs> but now it just sounds like you're talking to an imaginary person because. <laughs> we got an awesome dude up here. His name's Mike. <laughs> He backed our Kickstarter, and he's kind of latched onto us ever since, and it's been amazing. He, you're, he does you're making him work. Yeah, he's, he's volunteering <laughs> to work. He's getting beer. Poor guys, <laughs> poor guys, running around building things while we're sitting here drinking and like. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's. I mean, I'm going to say let's take a break, but we're not actually. You're not going to hear any kind of break because it's not on there. But let's take a quick break. <laughs> podcast magic podcast um, magic well you know our the show is obviously sponsored if you're listening you hear Cincy brew bus all the time on on the commercial and you know we see you take a minute to thank them for keeping this show going and uh <laughs> they're awesome yeah they're yeah, they're fantastic they are. we i did one right before i left for time. um have you talked to them yet uh it's been a while i talked to i talked to mike mike right yeah mike yeah. a while ago um but yeah, he, he we're a little farther. I mean, it's, we're not like really far off the beaten path, but we're a little bit further out of their normal loop, but I think he's willing to come when he does his Kentucky tour, so. Uh, it'd be exciting if Mash Colt could get a tap room going and get something. There was talk of them going into Rivertown's old place, yeah, and not, I don't know if that worked not, out or not. Didn't work out. From from what I hear the rumors and the uh, you know, the backroom chatter. It's not happening, but um if they stay, I hope they if pull they something stay in, out in Florence, they stay that, in Kentucky and get something maybe a little bit east of Florence, it might help and kind of. I, th- I think Florence or Erlanger would be a good spot for them, honestly, just because there, there's a. I, I think about Citibank being out there. I think about the the airport being out there and all those people being thirsty. There, there's a good crowd for them out there. Th- that's my two cents. Well, if you're listening, Mesh Cult. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break, uh, and then we're going to talk some hops. We'll be back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Don't even take your headphones off. There's not actually a break. I, we need more beer. Well, go get it. Well, that's fine. We can do that way, then. We get that uh, break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a way I can mark spots on here and 
remind myself to edit it, but I don't know how to do that. Let's try that. I gotta wash out some of these cups too. Did that work? Gotta do some washing. Gotta do some washing. All you gotta do is ask. I'm sitting here twiddling my pie, so. <laughs> Right. No twiddling of puds in the brewery. Beer. <laughs> Are you, Beer is uh, mine. Do you some of that that you want? Um, we can leave it sitting here. We can, I'll go uh, to wash your glass. Yeah, go, go ahead and wash right. it. <coughs> so do you take these back and edit them? Yeah. I try to do as much as like live to tape as possible so that there's less editing. But How long does it take you to turn one around? I always post on Monday, so like this will be next Monday. Next Monday. If if I had the time to sit there, I could get it done like in an hour in the editing and have it ready to go. But we used to go pretty fast. So when I started the show with another guy, which we're talking about the big sis, that was the guy that I started the show with, passed away last year. Um, but he usually he he did all the editing, so we would record, and then he worked nights. So he would take them and go to work, and when he had downtime at work, he would do all the editing, and then we'd have it posted by the next morning so that we could have it real quick turnaround. But when do you usually um, post these? Mondays. Mondays. Monday mornings. Cool. I don't know if it's better or worse to do it that way, where it's a. Well, I had to talk a couple people asking me on the podcast. So I was like, oh, I was a little nervous. <laughs> so, <laughs> Monday morning, and I'll. A couple of them wanna. I'll post and check it out. Too, and I'll, uh, I'll tag your sure. That's awesome, man. Try this guy. I tried it once, but I can't really remember. I tried so many at one time, it was a little bit too much to take in. And light one, so that's yeah, good. I shipped a couple back from out there. God, it's expensive to ship beer and wine. Oh, we, yeah. we went at the we went to Sonoma. The little wine right torn. I've had um, IPAs. No, Pliny. Yeah, Pliny, and then um, Blind, Blind Pig. pig. Blind, Blind pig, yeah. pig, and then sent a couple of those don't back. Don't have what is the another one that I had too that I can't really remember. Yeah, yeah, I've already had one, but I've never had any of their sour stuff. Their sour stuff is is where it's this at. This is really good. Yeah, it's, it's mind blowing, dude. How'd I get two? No, I must I'll have filled, I must have filled them extra. Hey, it's all right. I'll drink it. Oh, you. This is. I think Supplication and Damnation were the, the two that I had that really got me into sour. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, I'm a sour fan. I, think I, got I hated sours before I had those. I think I got a Supplication at home still. We going back into this? We're back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome back to Cincy Brewcast. I'm not even going to update people where we are and what we're doing because they know I will get used to that one of these days. I don't know if I'm ever going to start the live thing back up again or not. It was fun doing live shows, but man, it's so much easier doing it this way. Yeah, I uh, I do like the um, what do you call it? Facebook Live stuff though. When you do that, or the YouTube stuff when you guys used to do that. It's a pain in the ass though. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> At one time, we were running three different cameras for so we'd have facebook running and youtube running and then uh periscope running all at the same time so i remember that, that. You could just i watch think that was the first show i was on as when man it got real all three of them never worked there was always one that just didn't work so that's kind of why we had to keep going with three <laughs> i remember um that first show mike like i met you guys down at the first uh, at paradise right yeah but i met you guys down at a uh, more line i guess right, maybe right, in right. march or april Oh, and Mike, Mike was, and I kept talking. It was a rough show. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to do something where uh, he followed a brewery progressing from, like, infancy to right. opening. And here we are, right? I mean, that's – well, and if you look <laughs> at some of the – I mean, you're probably the closest we've gotten to that from, from the idea to opening. Um, but, I mean – you know, our our first show was standing on the brew deck at, at Braxton. Well, our first recorded segment, right. Mike was standing literally on the brew deck at Braxton while they were brewing one of their first batches, probably the first batch of beer. Um, you know, we talked to Urban Artifact well before they were open. You know, I mean, like Nine Giant, well before they... Yeah, I remember uh, that I mean, show. like there was just lots of places that we caught right in that emphasis of the idea and it's 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 real crazy to think that that's all happened in just what three years something like that. yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah. nuts um we're drinking more beer this is russian river beatification which one beatification awesome it's, it's um, sour barrel aged so this is spontaneously fermented uh beer uh, aged in oak barrels <laughs> they uh they do most of their sour program. It, so it used to be on um, – they they bought an old winery or vineyard, and their main sour program runs on that vineyard. There's way too much to read on the back of that bottle. <laughs> it's yeah, like it a really whole, huge story. <laughs> so they, uh, they, they use the old wine barrel still and – and, and age and that and that's what you get a lot yeah of. it's 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 real like uh tannic and uh yeah real dry and which i i'm really starting to dig sours that are like that um i think that's part of the reason i i enjoy some of the <coughs> rivertown lambics and things like that if they get some time on them, they get that real dry whiny kind of character to them this is good yeah definitely i brought this back from my honeymoon a couple months ago so well, congratulations yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was a fun time. A lot, lot of wine, a lot of beer out that's, there. So that's what awesome. makes the honeymoon good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes a marriage good. That's right. <laughs> Nothing. I didn't say that, Ann. <laughs> she might agree with that. <laughs> yeah, she might. She's probably like sitting there drinking wine right now. Like, yep. I don't even want to think about what my wife is doing right now because she's probably chasing a screaming baby around the house right now. <laughs> that's probably what Ann's doing right now, too. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this beer is dead on what um, I think any brewery that opens a sour program where they're barrel aging sours wants to do. Yeah, they, they're it's awesome. I, this was what got me into sour beer. I mean, 
like before that, it, there was a lot of beer that I couldn't stand that was that was sour, and I think I had a uh, supplication and and I think it was damnation were my first two Russian River beers, and it just it changed me, like in terms of what I thought about sour beer and what it could be. So before that, I I wasn't really into it. Um, yeah, this is a great beer. I feel like you could use this to get some of those people that think they're not beer drinkers into beer. Yeah, well, um, this is this is almost white wine right. you know in a way mm-hmm. this one is a this one's perfect example for those people you know because this isn't even uh this isn't even it's got a slight bit of tart but it's not like a smack you in the face which the other ones they they smack you in the face for right. sour. so i mean I, the damnation and the and the supplication do supplication i think was my my favorite that i had this would be really good with food like um some kind of ceviche or something like that something real big and kind of you know, spicy and mm-hmm. no, this is great so let's leave the the funky side and let's talk about hops sure which um i probably could have come up with a better segue than that um so russian river you know they <laughs> really do the funky side well but they're known for hops speaking of hops <laughs> <laughs> so nice. jake you um Hop Springs Farms is yep. Camp Springs, Kentucky. Yep. How far away is that from where we're at right now? It's like literally like five minutes down the road. Um, you guys are just getting into the hop game? Just just getting started. You've got um, stuff in the ground this summer, is that right? Stuff in the ground. We did a lot this summer. Um, a lot, lot of work this summer, kind of sped through some things, but we did get it planted. Uh, hops planted, you know, mid, mid-year. So we're kind of behind a little bit, but we're getting things ready for next right. year. Um, see if I can nail them all off the top of my head. The varieties I saw: Cascade. Yep. Uh, I saw. Help me out here. Some, some Columbus. Columbus. Some Chinook. <laughs> uh, U.S. Goldings. Right. And some Sriracha's. I assume some of those hops will make their way up the road here. Yes, to that, that's the plan. So I mean, I'm I'm excited for that. We're excited for that. Um, it's you know just started this thing this year. With, um, I'm excited for that. Good, good. Because we we want to we want to sell them to you guys. I mean, that's the exciting part. Um, one thing is having you know a local a local brewery like this close down the street from you know where yeah, I grew up. The idea that hops can come off the vine and be up the street and be yeah, in I'm the brew a, kettle. I could throw them in a backpack you know, and, it, and it, trek that, them up here if I had to. Exciting <laughs> stuff. So I mean that, that, that's exciting. So one one thing is that, you know <laughs> this brewery open up is is really exciting for all of us to have a brewery so close in alexandria close to camp springs but then also you know starting a starting a business starting a farm and being able to be a part of the the craft beer scene and and have our hops you know someday make their way to a beer so what kind of what got you into this like why why hops why why hops i mean i think it started with beer for sure um i've always liked drinking beer you know growing up i I drank the of course the the light (laughs) beer the the uh bad beer nowadays but drink drinking that then i slowly got in the craft beer especially with some guys that i work with um my partner matt especially he's big beer nut he's kind of he's my beer guy on, on everything so i love craft beer and then i was thinking you know i kind of wanted to do something on my own kind of start some kind of business of some sort and um you know my parents grew up down the street so that, that's where our hot farm is it has some land there and we um had an opportunity to do that my dad was was down for it and he's he can do anything 
you know, from a mechanical standpoint, building, fixing anything. So it was awesome to be able to do something with him and, and my friend Matt and kind of build this thing from the ground up to be a part of the beer scene without actually, you know, being a brewery. Right. So you guys are on hops. You've got local honey too. Is that right? That's, that's the plan. We're, um, you know, we're, we're new to that too, beekeeping and, and hop farming. So we, um, we have a couple of hives. We, we, we started out with four. We had some, some issues we ran into. I think some, some mites got a hold of our hives, and we, we lost a couple. So we have, we have one that we're um, hoping is going to make through the winter. And then we'll, 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 they, they built out a lot of good comb, so we'll, we'll start again next year and hopefully have, uh, have some honey to kind of go, go hand-in-hand hand with our hops. And all of it, I'm sure, will be incorporated here in that's, <laughs> Alexander Brewing Company that's and some stuff. Um, what... How have you seen kind of, um, I don't know what kind of businesses you've been involved with kind of in the past, but like craft beer community and how has that kind of embraced the, the, the hop side of it versus maybe, um, maybe you thought it would or thought it wouldn't or. I think the, the, the locality of everything nowadays and especially with, with how there's so many breweries out there nowadays that it's kind of more important to be even more local and even have like that neighborhood um brewery down the street right so that's what i'm you know that's what i'm that's what i'm seeing from alexandria and that's what i'm hoping it's it's going to be and then we can kind of play into that with local hops because they these guys here can brew brew local they can source other other um brewing ingredients locally as well and they can kind of they can promote that and i think that's a, a good thing for the industry good thing for the community and that might build some or you know build a clientele base but the, you might not from a normal brewery having that local feel, that, right. that Kentucky proud kind of stuff. Well, and I know we talked a little bit uh, when I first got here about some of the other hop growers. Um, and it was interesting to me, you know, when I first kind of started talking to a couple local hop growers around here, how that community does exist oh, yeah. with them, which honestly surprised. I don't, I don't know if that kind of, passes down to all of these different facets of craft brewing and all of the associated industries and stuff but um you know it makes you makes you happy to see that that if you are getting started like you are and you have an issue or you the yeah the the ohio hop growers guild has been um big help um it's you know it's like you said it's a it's a community of of local ohio hop farmers and they they source a lot of info and um learnings from what they got going on and they have you know, we went to a, a hop conference that, that they put on with Ohio State. Right. So that was awesome. A lot of um, great information there. And, you know, just, just the guys that are local in particular, like you, you already know Dave Volkman. Um, he's been a, a huge help to us and just sharing his learnings and visiting his farm. And like I said before, Mike Benoski of um, Hop and Wheel um, has been a great help. And those guys are just ready to share anything they have. They're not holding anything back and they're just trying to promote it's local farming, hop farming. So do you have plans to grow any other kind of beer-centric ingredients? Uh, yeah, we toss, toss that around a little bit and kind of um, thinking about that for sure. I mean, we have we have some, some land available there that we can maybe throw some, make a little side garden for some some ingredients that we can grow, that adjunct kind right, of stuff that right. we can, they can throw in, which I think will be kind of cool. Yeah. Anything we can make that, that someone wants to buy, I'm, I'm yeah. down for. I, mean, <laughs> I think there's there's a great opportunity for, for you guys here at Alexandria. You know, if you have a recipe of something like, you know, we need this, whatever this ingredient is, this, this be it strawberries or whatever the hell it is, um, you know, yeah. 
to, to be able to say, hey, can you guys do that and, and make it worth our while? Yeah, I think I asked him to have it all locally. Yeah, I know he said well, honey. We, t- we so, talked about uh, that, and that's he's he's doing honey for us right now. Um, now, I use two different types of honey. I use uh, orange blossom honey and clover honey, and he's going to have all the clover honey I, I, sure. can, <laughs> I can handle. So, yeah, it'll be great. Well, guys, um, what do you want people to know? What do you want people to... Uh, what, do you, what do you think people want to know? I, I have, I've been trying to figure that out for a really long time. <laughs> um, I don't know. What are we drinking right now? Let's talk about that oh, yeah. first. We, we open another beer. Uh, this is Night Marcher from Rivertown. Delicious. Um, and again, this is one of those things that the, uh, the, the shitheads like to, uh, to, to shit on in Cincinnati <laughs> is Rivertown. And Rivertown's got their own issues that we could probably dig into but won't because we won't but um they put out some really neat stuff this beer was kind of brewed on a whim um i think i believe you know we there there is a show it's called night marching our way into rivertown which was actually mike's last show on sensi beercast too to to bring it all back to that but um jason roper kind of had this idea and went wanted to make a tiki drink and went to the grocery store and just bought this huge giant bag of a bunch of different exotic fruits and spices <laughs> and dumped it all in a beer that was then fermented with bread and it's been sitting for a while so i don't know I, what it's gonna taste like well i, I love the strain of bread I, I can't remember um if this is i think it's bread a we should have asked uh, Twitch when we were at Braxton because I believe he probably could have told us exactly. I yeah. think they dumped a bunch of different strains in there well, to I'm, let them all fight it out. I'm, I'm terrible with when it comes to identifying bread, though. But it, it's the one I really get that like that barnyard funk, that like hay. I don't even know what you call it, like the barnyard or oh, yeah. the barn smell to it. And I, I love that. It, for some reason, it just hits me, and I, I, and I love that that bread. So this is way different than the last time I had it. Yeah. Um, a lot of those spices, well, they're still there in the back. You have fruits there um, for sure. But I mean, still, you get like this tropical, gets, but. So when it was fresh, it was <clears throat> definitely those spices and the fresh fruits and that kind of stuff. All that is replaced with like a, a yeast. Take a few uh, more character. sips and you'll get that fruit too. But it's, it's, it's all coming from that Brett now. Yeah. Like it's that Brett fruitiness. How, yeah. how long has this been sitting? Uh, I'd have to look at my oh, notes, which are all the way over there. It was... Was it Mike's last show when you bought it, or was that... Because, well, that Mike's, was, Mike's last show's yet to be released, really. That's right. Well, it... Um, yeah, and that was... As I'm leaning on... July, my, maybe? My bar that's, like, halfway secure <laughs> here. I, I, I want to say maybe July was the release. Somewhere around there. Does that sound right? July of that year. Yeah. That was last year, right? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's yeah. been in a bottle for. See, sometimes it feels like it's only been like yesterday. And then sometimes like right now when I'm thinking about it, it feels like that was five years ago. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. No, this, this beer is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Whatever strain it is. I like. I, I love Brett. I, it is one of my favorite see i i don't like the the sweaty horse blanket sometimes Brett. i do it, it, it always that one that one <laughs> it sounds so gross when you call it a sweaty horse blanket but that one is the one that and it, it's not 
it's in certain situations it's right. But when people put it in like a pale ale or something like that, I, I just uh, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I like it when it's like with uh, the darker, stronger beer. I, it, it's good, but when it's with uh, when it's with, if it was in something like this, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't do it for me, you know. But when I get like this, this I, I always think of it as like uh, straw or hay or something like that. That's what this kind of reminds me right. of, and, and I really dig that that strain. I just I love how how much the beer changes and evolves and it's it still tastes like really fresh and fruity yeah but it's only because it sat for a year that it tastes like that like that that fascinates me see i i still get the tropical fruit in the end but i get that bread right up front and it it smacks it's like yeah yeah this is this is a fun one i know urban artifact has been doing some fun stuff with um their Hippodrome, which is a, a Brett fermented double IPA, and yeah, then that's um, a good the Phrenology, which is their just their Brett IPA that they release in bottles. I guess every year or so. I don't know how often their Phrenology it, seems to be there a lot. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know how, I don't know. I, I as far as the package release though, I, I yeah, haven't I seen it that. since March. So I I don't know if they're just doing it once a year. I don't know, but. Um, it's one of those beers that if, if you see it, just like if you see some of these crazy Brett things, just grab some and stash it away just to see what's going to happen. Because this is one that I wouldn't have um, guessed would turn out so fantastic as it did a year later. I thought it would be like a good fresh beer and fall off from there. Yeah, I'm digging it. This is good. Anyway, so what was your question? <laughs> what do you want people uh, to know? What do you want people to know? Um, well, we're not sticking with the red, white, and blue, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. Anybody who's seen our pictures on, on Facebook who are <laughs> who might be concerned that this is going to be our colors. It looks like the American flag kind of threw up in here. And it's not even the right color of blue. It's kind of like a U.K. blue, but it's brighter, and it's not even it's quite that. Discount bin blue is what it is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's the Walmart blue. I don't even know. Just need that yellow smile in here. <laughs> I don't know. So if that, you have like a, you like, a, like a nice like old man that stands at the door when I get to the brewery and welcomes me and hands me a sticker, I, you know, I might just do that for cool. you. I might just do that for you. Oh, here comes the no good up there. So. Where's the stickers? Where's the stickers? <laughs> um, so, time frame. I, I don't want to put. We've got a hard date we're working with. I just don't want to put it out there. Um, Obviously, there's a, a lot that goes on to this. First quarter-ish, 2018? Into the first quarter. Um, we're looking at, at March is what we're what we're saying. And I'm not – I don't want anybody to hold me to that, though, because, honestly, we our brew house is supposed to be delivered January 26th. Now, with the guy we have in office right now, he's threatening to pull NAFTA. And I'm not, um, I'm not playing a politic game here, but I'm saying – our brew house is being made in Canada. So if NAFTA goes away, then it's going to be held in a yard waiting for customs to inspect it for who knows how long. So that'll delay it. So if that happens, that's time off of, off of, uh, off of our expected date. Um, then we also have, uh, we also have things like our permitted, our TTB permitting, which we just uh, finished our application tonight so that hopefully that'll go smooth those times have been moved way up because 
is of the first of last year, you're not required a brewer's bond anymore if you're brewing less than 60,000 barrels per year. And I'm way under 60,000 barrels per year. I think we're going to, if we, if we do really good in 12 months, maybe we can hit a thousand barrels. Um, and then I've got state, my state, the AB, Kentucky ABC that I've got to apply for, but I can't even start thinking about that till I get my federal, my federal permitting. Um, and then I got to get all my construction permitting done. Uh, we're working on our drawings right now to get all our, our electric and everything like that, which is a pain. So, um, so anybody who's Mike's ever, here doing. anybody who's, a, who's kind of followed along with a brewery as they're opening and watch them give dates and watch those dates slip past and things like that understands, I think that it's really hard to set something in stone, but well, we had hoping to, we had hoped to be open by this summer and, and, right. you know, just to see that kind of fall apart on us was kind of tough. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm reluctant to give any sort of date because shit happens at the end of the day. I mean, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. And it seems like a lot of shit happens to me in particular. And I'm not trying to say <laughs> I've got the worst luck, but I got some bad you're, luck. You're so. in the running. That's for sure. <laughs> well, when there is a date and when things come together, um, people can read about it, of course, um, not just on, on the blog, which is fantastic. The I'm, blog, I'm sure Brew Minds, I'll, I'll talk to Brew Minds about it too. I, I'm, 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 I'm sure they'd love to come out and do a live broadcast. I don't know if they'd want to do it here. Oh, no. That's, right now. They, they, sh- they should. They should, try, they they want should to. try to fight this. <laughs> is there, is there <laughs> any kind of internet signal down here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got, uh, what, 200 megs right now? Yeah. i got internet. Fine. You invite Brew Minds. Hey, Brew Minds is welcome down here. <laughs> we don't discriminate. You invite me that night just so I can sit in the background and heckle. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, Noam's showing up. I hope you guys don't mind. For the, and for the <laughs> record, I'm not just shitting on Jesse and Tom. I have... I've never had Tom on the show because I don't think he would, but um, I've had Jesse on the show several times. Jesse, um, when he worked for Moreline, I did a couple shows with him then, and um, I do not he, just hate them to hate them. He he was on his uh, he was on that first show that I that I met you yeah. at at Moreline yeah. at, at the Logger House. Um, so. There Anyways, is, there I, is a, not, there is a little piece of the. Let's not get into. The, it. I'm not there, there's a little, but no, there's a little piece of of what I do that is out of fun, and I think everything would be a lot smoother if people were able to have fun with things. I, Let's I, leave it at that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to get into this. I'm just saying. I'm saying, Jesse, if you're listening, you're welcome to come Jesse's down here. Jesse's not listening. You blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> I guarantee he listens to it. If if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. Look, he's welcome to come Actually, down here. no, he not... didn't block Cincy Brewcast. He just blocked the gnome, which makes it even more interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> now you're overanalyzing things. I overanalyze everything. That's what All I do. Right. Uh, that's kind of what I do, too. Anyways, um, now I lost my train of thought. So he's welcome down here, Raging Hop. Any any of the other dudes, you know, I, I'm I'm... I'm, I'm open. I'm sure. I'm sure Raging Hop will come down here and do some kind of video yeah. Stuff yeah actually, you. he he's supposed to be coming down. He was going to come down tomorrow, but it, it's not going to work out for him. So we're looking at next week, and I got an email unanswered that I need to get to from him. 
I feel kind of bad, but it's been, right. it's been a long day of bad luck. So, <laughs> um, so what else do I have? I've got uh, – what else should we let people know, Brad? Um, if I had to say one thing about the whole project is I feel like there's a lot of places that might be popping up because they see an opportunity, whereas with you, you're legit – 100% into this to a degree that I've never seen to a degree that <laughs> let's be honest kind of annoys some people from time to time where you get so in depth with details and everything but it's your passion and it's it's awesome and are you saying he's a pain in the ass to work with a little bit a little bit a little bit <laughs> no it's it's I mean we were talking about it at Braxton during um, Big Sis Brew Day it's just like we were laughing about like this is the nerdiest beer conversation I've ever been a part of and it's absolutely true, but it's, it's a good thing. I mean, it, I, would, I wouldn't be a part of this if I didn't believe in it. So, I, I actually, I wish you were recording it that day because we, we were having some fun that day. Uh, yeah. Well, guys, thanks for uh, for having me down here. I'm glad. I'm, just one more thing. I'm glad Jake's part of this. Too. I'm, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm glad. Sure. I'm glad. Well, we I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of how as you guys grow, how you grow like into this community more. I mean, to, to be able to be starting out at the same time as a place that's right down the street from you. Like it's, yeah, it's definitely um, exciting. And I, I appreciate, you know, you guys let me come on today. Oh, and it's been, it's been a blast. My first podcast. So it's <laughs> well, been awesome. Tell all your friends. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Get everybody um, on here. We'll, we'll definitely talk to you again as, uh, as the hops start being harvested sure, sure. and the next chaos year's a, that comes along with that. It's going to be a, a good year next year, um, hopefully for both Alexandria and Hop Springs Farms. So. Absolutely. He'll be down there on the tractor That's with right. a microphone set up on the back as you guys are going. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll just radio, radio in. Like, We've actually done that, I think. Hey, man. I think we have hey, a Hey, man, show. what do you think? You're like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to cut these things down, man. I've, I've got some really cool ideas for, for, for some hop stuff that, that I still have never gotten done that would, that would be really fun, but we'll, yeah, we'll talk we, about it. We can have a picking day one day. There's, you know. there's some cool stuff that we could do. But, um, yeah, everybody uh, get on Facebook, follow Hop Springs Farms, Hops with an S, Springs Farms. Um, of course, follow Alexander Brewing Company if you haven't already. Like I said, their their blog on their website is fantastic. Um, I'm always sad when I see brewers that blog very well because I know that as soon as shit starts rolling here, all that falls off. <laughs> and it's, um, I know that there is a whole lot of space for somebody just to be writing about what's happening in their brewery if they could. And um, so far, you guys have been doing a great job of it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I just haven't had. I mean, I, I feel bad because I don't have the time. I, I try to do it once a quarter if I'm lucky, and it's tough. It really is, and I feel bad that I don't do it more often because I know, especially our Kickstarter backers, right. want it. You know, they they want to know what's going on, and I try to. They're, I really try to. They're getting to. antsy for beer. <laughs> oh, they really are, too. In fact, I think there's like four people camped out outside right now just waiting. No, they just want gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> Is this that cheerleading place? <laughs> you guys got Zumba? <laughs> <laughs> it's Tybo Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, oh Lord, and this is the point it goes off the rails. Hey, and we've been drinking uh, a little bit. <laughs> so everybody get online, follow Hop Springs Farms, follow Alexandria, follow Cincy Brewcast, follow the Gnarly Gnome, follow Brew Minds, follow Jesse Folk. Uh, give him a big hug, give him a big kiss on the cheek for me. I miss him. Dude, I'll do it for you I next time I miss that guy so him. much. He'll be like, what the hell? 
my little teddy bear, Jesse Folk. Um, get on iTunes, subscribe to the show. I think you're supposed to give it like some kind of star ratings or so there's something you have to click on and it helps us somehow and write something about the show and how great we are or how terrible we are. I think even if you write how terrible we are, as long as you give us a good star rating, I think it's okay. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know how any of that works. Can we write words, words, words? You can words. totally write words, 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 words. Uh, I don't think I have any control over if I can like delete it or not so yeah just write whatever you want i don't care and don't forget about the big sis event absolutely and great cause um i don't have a calendar in front of me the show will be coming out on monday which is hold on it's it's definitely before the event so the event is november 11th um at braxton Uh, i believe shows coming out on the officially starts at like six or something Um, it is Coming out on the 23rd, so you'll have one more show before that, or two more shows before that. So just, you know, you'll read all about it online. I will have some stuff about it, so. Um, I'm sure P3 will, too. They'll probably have a couple things about it. Yeah. I have to lean way over here to get to my iPad to hit the outro music. But all right. There we go. Cincy Brewcast. Um, again, thank you guys very much for having me down here. Thank you. Um, thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks. It's really exciting to think about what this place will look like the next time we're down here to do a show. Um, I imagine we'll be drinking something way more local than Braxton or Riverton. Or three floors. (laughs) Thank you guys very much. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.